How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Atlanta, Georgia, we're champions again. It's Dukes and Bell on Sports Radio 92.9, the game. We start off every day and every hour by saying, hey, hey man. What an incredible performance last night by the dogs. Go dogs! (laughs) Another chip. And, Mike, now there's no doubt. There's no mystery in anybody's (laughs) mind who the best team in college football is and who the best program is. Guys, we're going to talk plenty about it today. Um, And and I got to tell you, we will obviously take your phone calls because we want to know where you're at, how you're feeling. I I think everybody should be walking around with smiles on their faces, Mm. feeling good about where this program is, more importantly, where Georgia is in the pecking order. They're better than Alabama. There's no if or ands or buts or I would. There's nothing you can say right now about this team and this program, Mike. They're better than everybody else, and that includes Alabama. Right. And, like, Alabama fans last night, everybody's chirping. Man, my God, every quarterback that never won a natty is taking shots. <laughs> That's invented on social media. Squidbilly screaming at uh, Mackenzie Milton, the former uh, great story from UCF. It's unbelievable that people still can't wrap their heads around it. This team, and we've said it before, I know you guys have heard us use the phrase, I say machine, the machine that Kirby's built. He talks about connectivity, the connections that this team has. But again, they did not play well against Ohio State. And the focus, the rededication, everything was there. That's the most impressively coached, executed game plan I think think you've ever seen in, in college football history to beat at that level. Carl? TCU, I mean, what's the line from the Unforgiven? You just shot an unarmed man. <laughs> well, he should have armed himself. They look great. You beat a Michigan. You do what they did. You don't, you don't make any excuses. They were the team that you were supposed to play, and you smoked them. They, uh, I, Mike, the thing is, you never thought at any moment, once the dog scored and went up, like there was going to be a problem. One score led to another score. Another mm-hmm. score led to another score. Guys, do you realize the dogs punted one time last night? Once in a national championship game? Like, the dominance on both sides of the ball were so evident. Mm. And the thing that I was getting, here's what's funny, because my boys from the Big 12 were hitting me up, and they were like, yo, this is ugly. This is not good. This is what we say all the time about at the SEC. I know people don't want to believe it. I know people don't like to hear it. And when we say it, it's so, oh, well, you know, you guys are always talking about the SEC. I'm not going to take that one game and tell you that it defines the Big 12. But there's a difference. There's a difference in what you saw with Georgia, what you've seen when Alabama wins a chip, and these other teams, even Ohio State guys. 
I just think right now these two programs, and I'm talking about Georgia and Alabama, and I'm only using this as an example, they are on another level. TCU, I saw somewhere this morning where they were like, well, yeah, we, we admit we, we, we were kind of dominated, kind of dominated. <laughs> yes, Georgia covered the over-under by itself. I mean, that's, that's one for the record books. Yeah, th- this one was uh, unbelievable. You think about the, uh, the Stetson-Bennett t- touchdown runs. You, you've got guys looking to block someone as the quarterback basically walks into the end zone on the second score because TCU is so completely out of position. So, look, it, it was an amazing story, and, and you feel for Duggan because, you know, that guy, is, he's a rootable dude. You know, if, uh, if it wasn't Georgia, you'd be pulling for the guy. But it was just a complete and thorough whooping. And the thing is, Alabama, these fans, I mean, Carl, we all know college football fans, fan is short for fanatic. They're delusional by nature, some more than others. All I saw last night is some of the Alabama fans finally come to the realization that, yes, Georgia has eclipsed you. Bill O'Brien may leave. Some of you guys don't like Bill O'Brien anyway. You hate Pete Golding, your <laughs> defensive coordinator. Todd Munkin was sublime. This is a quarterback. They did everything to run out of the program, and this guy's won two natties. Imagine when Georgia gets that true five-star under center. So that's where, that's where things are. You'd put 15 guys in the NFL, and you ran a 15-0 season, and you set a record in a national championship game. Carl, how, how could you not say the, uh, the, the future is bright? It, it feels good, and uh, you should feel good if you are a dog fan. This is a long time coming. And now this particular class, this team, is in elite history. I mean, I don't know about you, but I saw the intro to the game last night, and I got chills because being a college football fan since I was a little guy, walking around and watching college football. And they had some of those moments, right? And they showed, like, Tommy Frazier mm. breaking tackles and leading Nebraska to back-to-back championships. And then they had the, the great Vince Young talking about, you want Hollywood drama? And they just kind of went through college football, Mike. And my point is, Stetson Bennett, guys, is one of four guys now right. to ever do this, to be a quarterback, to lead a team to back-to-back college championships. It's a pretty special elite class, and I just think for Stetson Bennett, who was amazing last night, accounted for six touchdowns, four thrown, two touches, two running. What more can you say about this guy? And, and I said it at halftime last night, jokingly, build the statue. Build it. I mean, what? I don't know who else can do more and more. it would be more deserving of a statue than Stetson Bennett. You put that thing up at UGA and people going, let me tell you about this kid. Let me tell you the story about how he wasn't anybody and turned into somebody. I think it needs to be done. But, Mike, I'm just in the moment right now, and I'm so happy for the dogs because this was a year in which they overcame a lot of adversity. I think it's harder to do what they just did than what they did last year. Right, when you see all these guys in the NFL, and like Alabama, beating Alabama, the nemesis. And if, guys, if I hit the wide receiver thing one more time, Georgia had injuries last year, Georgia had injuries this year. I mean, injuries are part of football. I don't want to hear that stuff. You can't, I mean, give me a break. You know, I mean, uh, Alabama won a championship when Texas quarterback got knocked out. I mean, you know, I don't want to hear that stuff. And if Alabama gets back and they want to play Georgia, they can get back to the SEC championship. Hey, my advice to Alabama, don't lose to Tennessee, don't lose to LSU, okay? Then you can have this conversation. Then you can sit there and go, well, we give you a better game than uh, – well, no, we, don't, we can't quantify that because be, Georgia beat Tennessee. Georgia beat LSU. Alabama didn't do that. And Alabama, by the way, part of the reason why I enjoyed so much watching Saban sit there in that awkward, terribly awkward period when Pollock was telling him what's what about Georgia is the hypocrisy that I get from Saban. Carl, that's the other thing. Remember years ago? Well, we can't go up tempo offense, but they're doing it over. That's unsafe for play. Then he does it. Oh, the transfer portal. I don't like this. 
he wouldn't have been where he was this year without the transfer portal. So that's why I've got a problem with Saban. I'd love to see him get squished. And now it's Kirby's time. Now the only thing that's going to kill you is losing your assistant coaches because that's the only thing, Carl, which can derail something like this. How do you replace those big-time coaches? Saban's been able to do it for a decade and a half. Yeah, we saw Dabo struggle with it this year for the first time when he lost his OC and his DC. Uh, it's going to happen again to Kirby because the program is the elite program. Teams, and, or should I say, or, or, uh, universities are going to try to come and, and take guys away. It's just in, in the nature of college football. Mm. But I'll say this. Wait, hold on. Hold on, Mike. Hold on. Wait a second. They just scored again. Georgia draws first blood. Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> They're still scoring. I mean, when you and I were talking about this yesterday, did the show at Hooters and listeners were hitting us up and texting and everything. Imagine if you or I had been on the air yesterday and did like the old Saturday Night Live skit with the Bears and go, I think Georgia wins uh, 65 to 7. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's the thing. I, I told the Randy Andy on the handoff, we always give you every scenario. Here's what TCU can do. Well, that three three five might work well in the Big 12, but it was an unmitigated disaster last night against the well-coached Georgia Bulldogs. Yeah, but give Stetson credit. He was throwing to the windows where he needed to. He was delivering the football. Listen, I'm always going to give respect to your opponent because if you don't, that's when you get caught slipping. Right. This was a good football team. Georgia beat a good team last night. They beat the hell out of a good team last night. It's not a fluke. They won 13 games and were there. We wanted to give you all the scenarios because this is what could happen. But this is why they play the game. That's why there's nothing better. There's no reality TV better than, than, than sports. You turn it on and you go, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if Georgia can score tonight. I don't know if they'll score 65 points. And then it happens. Right. So all the stuff we laid out about what TCU did well, how they did it, what they looked to do. Georgia negated all of that. And, Georgia and, throwing haymakers. <laughs> so they, they negated no, all of that. But think about this. All the young guys on the defensive side you're going to see next year in Georgia. Right? Obviously, Jalen Carter is going to go, and we'll see who else is going to declare for the NFL draft. But, you know, you've got – look at Bear. Look, you got a guy – the Bear. Okay, that guy's going to be around for a few more years. You know, the thing about Bowers, he can't even go to the NFL yet. Mm-hmm. That's the beauty of this. So whether it's Carson Beck or Brock Vandegrift, that will be the question. And will you can you emulate the poise that Stetson Bennett has shown? Alabama's going to a new quarterback. Clemson is breaking in a new quarterback. When you look at the elites, Carl, you could argue that USC has got some high ground right now, but they've never proven the ability to win big games under Lincoln Riley. So now you you just feel great about Georgia. And yes, you can start looking ahead. But let's enjoy the moment, man. Let's enjoy one of the greatest seasons, fifteen and zero, and a beat down. I, have you ever watched a game that was less stressful? No, I can't. I can't remember no. one. No. Um, I mean, maybe the 49ers beating the Broncos 55-10 in the Super Bowl. If you were rooting for the 49ers, that is. Once Georgia went up 17, I think it was 24, whatever it was, you're not coming back. You're not scoring those kind of points on that defense, and especially the way they were getting after the quarterback. They brought pressure last night. They got to the quarterback. It wasn't getting guys off the spot. They were hitting Max Duggan over and over and over again. One of the coolest things I thought Kirby did, and you just don't see this, and you do it under the circumstances. Kirby doesn't do this if the game is 34-31 with two minutes to play. But to call the timeouts to honor the guys who have given so much, I thought it was one of the coolest things I've seen in a very long time in a college football game. And this is what Kirby said about taking those timeouts. Because of what they've done for this program. You know, I got really emotional, and these guys will tell you, before the Ohio State game, and I don't know what got into me. I hadn't been that way in forever. I don't know if it was exhaustion, stress, anxiety, but but I got pretty emotional, and I've held it together tonight for the most part, 
but that moment with, with the timeouts, Sin Stetson and those defensive players, because, you know, you, you guys don't see what they sacrifice. You don't see Bullard when his shoulder comes out and he won't put on a black jersey and they're like, you can't go, Bullard, and he won't come out of practice. And he's still out there hitting people. His shoulder comes out the night, his collarbone, and he just stays in the game. He's like, he, you know, he embodies what we, what our culture is, which is toughness. There are so many great sound bites. We're going to play all of them for you from Kirby today on the show. We had plenty of time to talk about it. I love what he said, Carl, about entitlement and how as long as entitlement doesn't seep into your program, you can continue to do this and, and obviously build at a high level. You got to give credit, all the credit in the world. They've built this machine. It's not Alabama, it is Georgia. And Georgia's just done something that nobody else has done. What a time to be a dog fan. Carl, I've been here since 98. I've seen it. We've all heard the stories of heartbreak and Atlanta curse. There is no Atlanta curse. When you coach a team well, when you build it well, whatever the sport is, you win championships. Atlanta! Georgia! We're champions again! It's Dukes and Bell. One-handed catch! Everybody should be dancing today. Georgia, national champions again. It's Dukes and Bell. It's Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Um, And Mike talked about this. You know, the narrative for so long about what Georgia wasn't is gone. It's done. Let's not even bring it up. Let's not talk about what they didn't do and how they didn't win games and when they weren't clutch. We've seen it transform right in front of us, and it's it's awesome. To put it plain and simple, Chuck Smith is here. That's the music we use to bring in Chuck. Of course, uh, Dr. Rush trains uh, NFL players, college players, high school players. We want to talk to Chuck, played at Tennessee as well. And, and I want to ask you specifically about Georgia's defensive line. One of Mike's things all week last week was, are they going to bring pressure? Can they get to Max Duggan? And, Chuck, they were able to do that last night in a variety of ways. And in some cases, they only brought four guys and they still got there. Well, I love it. And that's one of the things I wanted to see, how would Georgia perform with four, with a four-man rush? Because we all know that they can dial up pressure. But early on, Georgia, they had a four-man rush, and, it, and Duggan struggled to run the ball even when he usually scrambles because he didn't have any of those big runs. But Georgia did an excellent job. They were running TE stunts, tackle first, end around, end inside, tackle around. I thought it was a pretty phenomenal scheme. And when they broke it down, they would have a three-man D-line, but then they would bring up the wheel linebacker and turn it into an under and make a four-man front. It was it caught TCU off guard a lot because Georgia, the previous game, struggled when it comes to rushing. But give Georgia a lot of credit for defensive line it was they manhandled TCU. It was physical. And as I kept watching the game, I was watching TCU. And when they were run blocking, they weren't physical. They were kind of standing around. And it looked to me, they were shell shocked <laughs> by the aggressiveness, the size of the Georgia Bulldogs. And that's the thing, Chuck. It's a great way to put it. There was a lot those sideline shots. The the literally like the it was shock and awe that Georgia dropped on TCU. So yeah. we asked you so much about Jalen Carter and maybe you know give credit yeah. to Ohio State and what they did. But how about Jalen Carter? And now I guess we have two two more years to ask you about Bear Alexander, next guy up. But what talk about the interior and what those guys were doing and how much better was Carter this game? Well, Carter played a phenomenal game. He worked harder recently to try to get his conditioning up and it showed he was very disruptive on the run he was a man amongst boys striking blocks he plays with with great power in his hands and when you go and see georgia or know anything about their practice they do what they call sled work 
D-line coach Trey Scott, they believe in that. And that's one of the things that Kirby Smart put an emphasis on as when he came from Alabama. We're going to hit the sled. We're going to be able to strike blocks. We're going to control the line of scrimmage. And when you saw that, I wasn't surprised because that's what they work on, and that's being physical. Kirby Smart said physical football travels, and it traveled out there. And it even came out in some of the young guys. You're looking at Bear Alexander. Look at what he did. You're looking at some of the other guys, Michael Williams, who I predict in the next two years, well, the probably next year, has a chance to be a top-five pick. He started off with an early sack. Also, he had a sack against Ohio State. Bear, a couple of months ago, I came on the station, and I said, people have no idea, truly. They know they're five stars, but you we know it. five stars come and go, and sometimes they yeah. fail. I told you guys, the SEC has no idea, truly, what the young guy's potential is behind all Jalen Carter and some of the guys from last year, they got some dogs. And I knew it would show up eventually as those young guys got their feet wet. They had a big impact. And it was something that Georgia continues to develop. And now it's a, they're steamrolling ahead. And the next class they just got is crazy with talent on the edge, on the interior. And, you know, it comes back down to recruiting. And Kirby's the best at it right now. Michael Williams, you trained him in high school? How long you known the kid? Yeah, I've known Michael since 10th grade. He came to us to train, and he, he would drive all the way up from where he's from in Columbus. Wow. He would come up, I mean, drive three hours just to train. And how we met him was from Christian Smith, another dog who's going to be a head buster who's a deep, big grizzly defensive tackle who's also a part of this team. So you meet these kids, and that's why a lot of, especially Tennessee fans, have a hard time understanding why I support Georgia. Hmm. Well, the guys that I deal with are in our community that are from Georgia, like Michael, like Christian, you know, some of those guys. So I'm really happy for them, and I'm really excited to see the development of the young guys moving forward. It is Big Chuck Smith, and he works with all the guys, man. As we said, Michael Williams with a two sacks, seven tackles in the two playoff games in this round for Georgia. And that's the thing, Chuck, you just touched on. The, the future is so bright. I mean, you got to see the future of Georgia in, in the fourth, basically the entire fourth quarter as you saw all those guys rolling out. How do you think the segue now to the new quarterback is going to be? And obviously they, they got some of the three quarterbacks remaining. Somebody's going to go, and we'll have spring football and all that to figure it out. Yeah. But how do you – is, is that the biggest question mark when you look at Georgia moving ahead? Well, I think anytime you start a new quarterback, there are going to be questions. But I think what helps Georgia a lot is they can run the ball. People – we're not talking enough probably about their running game. The last two games, they're gashing Ohio State. They gash TCU. They run harder. They run physical. You saw, what, three different backs run the ball with passion, efficiency. So I think a new quarterback will be helped because Georgia, they know how to run the ball. I mean, they're, they're, it's, all, it's amazing how they can transform from a running team. Then all of a sudden they put five wides out. They run screens. They run draw. And, and looking at it last night, Todd Munkin, that first drive Georgia had, that was a master class. I'm sitting there. I hit Bob Whitfield, my former Falcon teammate. I'm like, Bob. Did you just see that first drive, the design, the plays, the execution? He was like, yeah. I was like, amazing. And so there is so much, you know, to like about Georgia. And I can't say enough about the defensive coaching staff. 
and like the director of recruiting, David Cooper. I mean, Muschamp, Schumann, Coach Chidera, outside backers, Fran Brown, Scott Cochran, even on the special teams, and Trey Scott. These dudes are incredible. They work well together. And the scheme defensively they put together is something to, to be said that's something to be emulated moving forward by a lot of college coaches. You know the thing about Monk and Chuck, before we let you go, um, Chuck Smith joining us. And by the way, he's kicked off his high school and college training classes. He can tell you here in just a second how you can join if you are interested, if you have a son, wants to participate. Munkin last night, and, and he doesn't do this every game, so he gets criticism. Yeah. We've been critical. I've been critical of him. But last night he was setting them up for two series later. He was doing things, I'm yeah. going to show you this, and then you, okay, you got to prepare for that. And then we come out two series later and we do something else in the same set. And I think he was setting them up the entire game. I thought TCU was confused defensively. There were times Georgia broke the huddle. They weren't even lined up. Right. right. So, you know, give Munkin, we talk about these great offensive coordinators. It's not what I'm doing right now. It's what I'm going to do in the third quarter to you. It's what I'm going to give you this same look in the fourth quarter. And looks the same, but we're going to do something completely different out of it. And they were scoring at will. And that's what I saw last night from Todd Munkin. Oh, Todd Munkin, it was amazing. I looked towards the, about the third quarter. Todd Munkin, they had it spread out. I think they had three wides out. Then all of a sudden, they convert into they put them in two tight ends, have a wing on the outside of one of the tight ends. TCU was still in a 3-3-5. They were outflanked. I mean, literally, Georgia does a toss, a toss sweep. Nobody's there. Nobody's there. blockers on yep. one right there. It, it was amazing to me. And give them a lot of credit. It's about the scheme. And now in this new era of spreading it out and getting mismatches, Brock Bowers, I mean, he can do everything. So you put him at so many different positions. George's offense last night reminded me of the NFL version of the Kansas City Chiefs. Hmm. Everywhere. I mean, misdirection plays, screen passes, runs, spreading them out. You know, the motion killed also TCU last night. The motion from Georgia – Absolutely had them confused. And the last thing I'm going to say, because I know you got to go, if there's anybody out there that's listening that's a coach and you want to run a 3-3-5 against a a five-man protection, you're going to get beat. And if you're a team coming to play one of these SEC teams and you're going to stay in a 3-3-5, knowing that Georgia can run the ball, it's the recipe for disaster. Great game planning by also the Georgia offense. TCU had no chance, and the coaches let them down, in my opinion, some in some form of way. Chuck, how do guys uh, get in contact? What do they need to do if they want to participate with you kicking off your high school and college training classes? Well, they can reach out to me if they if I'm following them on DM. They can uh, follow hit me on the DM. But the best way to reach and start your training is 833-222-7225. I'll say it again. 833-222-7225. A lot of high school camps are coming up. Guys are getting ready to get ready to go out to these college camps and try to get offers. We have that program, and we have college kids in right now. So it's an exciting time, and I hope to continue to develop the next generation of pass rushers. And it starts right here in Atlanta, the home of pass. Not only is the home, this the home of college football, this is the home of pass rush. So everybody, come on out. I'm, I'm one of your local guys. Yeah. Great stuff, Chuck, man. We look forward to talking with you on Friday. We will focus on the Falcons the offseason then. Get us out of here, Chuck, man. All right. Live life every day like it's third and eight, back <laughs> to back. 
Right. All right. We will talk more about the Falcons and what direction they'll be going in after uh, about Friday's show. We're going to hear from the coach on Wednesday to Falcon fans. All right, guys. More dog conversation. Plenty of it. And as Mike said, Kirby had a lot to say last night. And why wouldn't he? He just won his second chip in a row. When we come back, though, we'll hit some headlines. We'll get you caught up on the latest things that are going on around sports, including he's on another team. It's Dukes and Bell. It is Dukes and Bell. We are excited. We're happy about what happened last night. We're celebrating with you guys. We're going to open up the phone lines coming up next hour at uh, 404-741-0929. You can always text us on our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. Same number, guys. And, uh, you know, follow the station uh, at 929 The Game. We are on social as well. He is Mike Bell, ATL. I'm at Put Him Up. See Dukes, this radio show, Dukes and Bell. 929. We're on Facebook. We're on Insta. Many ways to stay in contact with us and this radio station. All right, Mike, um, before we get into some headlines, and, and we've been talking a lot today uh, about Stetson, and, and we will continue to because it's just one of those things. But you just mentioned to me, I don't know how late you stayed up. Maybe you stayed up for the mm. full coverage, and you just you didn't go to bed last night, and you were just watching all the stuff. If you were watching all the stuff, you might have missed one guy. That guy was Stetson Bennett, Mike, because apparently he didn't have to or he didn't want to or he was told he didn't have to. Mm. He didn't talk at the media at the, at the end of the game. No. I'm not talking about on the field. Yeah. No, this was, yeah, this was today, this morning. This I'm was, talking yeah. about the presser. Yeah. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet? during peak hours. Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. This one, he basically bails on it. Uh, again, this morning, presuming he's hung over, but this was the final go-around for the media. And again, he's done. His career is over at Georgia. So some are saying that it's, uh, it's, it's funnier than being hung over on Good Morning America last year in this case. So he decides to opt out of uh, today's media proceedings. Let me ask you something. Last night, change your opinion on whether he can play in the pros? 
You know, it's funny because a lot of folks were shooting that around, and I think that last night, if you had never watched a Georgia game, and apparently a lot of NFL players hadn't because they were just saying, oh, anybody can make that throw. Yeah, when it's a busted coverage and somebody's wide open. But we know that Stetson's delivered the ball into some tight windows, and he also dropped the ball into some tight windows into tight coverage last night too. I don't know. I would think at the bare minimum he gets invited to a camp. If he, if he, if he, doesn't go, if he goes undrafted, you know how the difference, Carl, between the NFL and the college game. The Heisman Trophy winners get no traction in the NFL, let alone sure. a guy as sure. good as Stetson. But I would like to think there's a place for him. Look, McElroy. Uh, A.J. McCarron, Fromm, all those guys that got a chance to earn a paycheck for a year or two or more. So why couldn't Stetson do that? Yeah, I, I, I do think he'll, he will get a, a look. Now, it doesn't mean he sticks and stays, but I do think he gets a look from somebody because I think now the resume speaks for itself, but he's also just got, I think, too many people in his corner to say he's a really smart guy. He picks up things. Right. And here's the deal. In the NFL, right, you, even if you're not the starter, and, and those guys, you know, there are only 32 of those guys, but, Mike, you want a guy like Stetson Bennett around your team, right? He's not a selfless. He's not a selfish guy. Mm-hmm. He knows what it's like to work and do all the things. I don't know what that pro thing looks like, but I, I do think, you know, a lot of people after last night were like, he should get a look. He should get a look, and we'll see what happens moving forward with that. Yeah, I mean, you, you look at uh, Kyler Murray, the, his size. Now, again, that's, that's a guy, a different type of athlete, but Stetson showed you his ability to move the, with, the, with his uh, feet. I know uh, Gardner Minshew is 6'1". He's listed at 5'11". Most people think he's 5'10", is Stetson Bennett. But, hey, man, and by the way, good, good idea to go with the short haircut last night. That was a smart play. That seems to be the good mojo for Stetson. Well, he, they were at a barbershop out there. Um, there were pictures earlier in the week, and I was laughing because the guy sent a photo last night. He was like, Dukes, I told you he was ready because there's a black barber cutting his hair right. in, in L.A. And then, so there were guys getting haircuts getting ready for the game. And I do like that look on Stetson. I mean, early in the year, what was he, wasn't he rocking the long dude? Yeah, he kind of looked like uh, Rory, a young Rory McIlroy or Pat from Saturday Live. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, the, the, tight, the tight crop lid is a better look. But like we said, let, let's see where this guy can go. Wait, wait, wait. Chris just said they called him what? What were they calling so him? So his teammates, when he has that look, they call him Steph Quavius. Steph Quavius, yeah. I love it. I yeah, love Brad, it. Brandon Adams got a picture of him walking in the stadium last night going, I can, I can confirm that Steph Quavius is good to go. That's awesome. But, yeah, I saw that picture early this week about the barbershop. Either way, man, whatever works. Dude, I don't care how it gets cut, what it looks like. If he's going to play like that, you better stay with it. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Turn behind the glass. Our engineer, Bo Morgan's executive producing. Let's hit some headlines. Strap in, youngins. Hitting the headlines with Dukes and Bell. Well, let's hear from the man himself talking about uh, being considered the best Georgia quarterback ever. I don't. I mean, there's so many different variables that go in. You know, scheme, players around you. I mean, you know, I've, I've been with Monk for three years. Uh, we, we we brought back pretty much the entire core of our offense from last year, so we were all clicking. So, I don't know. We had a really good offense. Uh, I, it makes me proud, um, you know, of what I've accomplished when I hear that because it means I've done some things right. But I don't know if it's accurate or not. You know, we've had. Mur- I grew up watching Murray and Stafford and you know Shock and Green. And, and, you know, who's to say? Those those dudes were all, I mean, amazing. Yeah, we had Eric Zire on the show the other day. Zire, he rewrote the uh, SEC uh, record book, and then David Green came in and changed that. I mean, it's a program, if you take it all the way back, Fran Tarkenton, you know, obviously plied his trade, Carl, between the hedges. So you've got a, a tremendous history, but when you look at it right now, in this, in, this, in this environment, in this world of college football, with the toughness of the SEC, yeah, you could make the argument, certainly. I'm glad he mentioned all those guys. That's being aware. 
it's not a me moment where it's like, well, of course I am. I mean, look what I just did. I had six touchdowns in the national championship game. Who's better? Yeah, he's going to go Ricky Henderson. I am the greatest. He could have easily done that, and everybody in the moment would have been like, yeah, Stetson. He's aware. To mention Murray, Stafford, Shock, Green, he's right. There have been some guys that have set the path, and they were all pretty damn good, too. He's right. Are these teams better, Mike, than the Shock teams or the Stafford teams? They won bigger. I don't know if they're – you could talk about the personnel, right. the guys they sent to the pros and all that stuff. But I got to tell you, some of these teams he's talking about, David Green had some great players on his team. Yeah, I mean, the David Pollock. I mean, you think of those early days of the Mark Rick turning things around. Uh, you know, yeah, it's, it's hard because apples to oranges. You could say that uh, Murray would have won a national championship had they beaten Alabama in 2012. Either Georgia or Bama is going to smoke Notre Dame in that championship game. They were just that much better. But they didn't, and, and this thing is built on shore ground under Kirby right now. Let's hear from Chris Lindstrom. Guys, we're going to hit uh, Falcons coach Arthur Smith tomorrow on the show. Again, we'll tell you more about the time. It's going to be a little different than during the season when we usually get them around 5 o'clock because they're done. There's no practicing. There's no pra- is, it, is it set, Bo? Three? Okay. Three o'clock tomorrow. It is set okay. now for Arthur Smith. So he will be on with us. Usually he joins us at 5 on Wednesdays. So just push him up a little bit earlier. But this is Chris Lindstrom talking about feeling more optimistic about this seven-win season than last year. Yeah, um, you know, obviously it's not good enough. Our goal was to win the division, and um, we fell short of that. But uh, in terms of what we are, what we want to uh, establish, I think we have a great idea of that and uh, began to uh, really start the journey of doing that. So um, excited for this offseason, knowing that it wasn't good enough this year and uh, just continuing to work. I feel good, too. Uh, I don't like the fact that we had games we blew. That's the NFL. But do I feel better about where we're headed? Yeah, because I think we have some young pieces that we can do something about and build around. Um, And we'll talk more about this coming up. Dean Pease was on the morning show today. Last time, I think we'll get a chance to hear from Dean Pease. You'll hear some of that coming up at 5 o'clock as he talked about what his future is going to look like. He is retiring, guys. Uh, from the Falcons and, and from football. And he's been doing it a very long time. Mike, everybody's talking about DeMar Hamlin back in Buffalo. Zach Taylor was talking about his release from the hospital. This is the Bengals head coach. That's unbelievable. I mean, just think about it. That was one week ago, not even a week ago, not even a week ago. There's no one in this room that would have expected he'd be in Buffalo. You know, God is great. He works miracles. This is certainly a miracle. There's no question. Just an amazing moment for DeMar. It would be something now, again, wait and see because he is, again, he's getting treatment in a hospital in the Buffalo area. But the idea that when Buffalo is in the playoffs at home and he could be out there on the field for the coin flip, could you imagine the emotional moment that would be for the fan base, for the NFL? Crazy. I think it's going to be crazy. I do. I I think when and if he's able to make an appearance, Mike, maybe in these playoffs, it's going to be something. It's going to be crazy. All right, guys, we got plenty more to get to. Headlines brought to you by our friends at ATL Live Well. Low testosterone doesn't have to keep you down. Call ATL Live Well. Don't just live. Live well. We will go around the NFL. Um, We've been talking about the coaches that were fired, and uh, there are a lot of other rumors that are out there. One other thing I do want to mention, guys, Carlos Correa. (laughs) <laughs> he has signed a deal, apparently, with the Twins, finalizing a six-year, $200 million contract. Mm. Wasn't he getting a 13-year deal? Yeah, he was uh, looking at about, about $700 million that came off the table between the Giants and the Mets because of the physical, so he signs for less. But they're betting on the come. There is a chance to make some more money if he can stay healthy on the back end. And just a quick nugget. We'll talk more about it later. Looks like Joseph Martinez's run with Atlanta United is coming to an end. Chance to do a buyout, and the Miami uh, Inter-Miami would pick up the rest. So you see Joseph and MLS just not here with United. 
So the Bills and Bengals almost resumed their game the night DeMar Hamlin had cardiac arrest. Who's to blame? Wait till you hear this story coming up on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.